I owe a great deal in life to the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because 42 years ago, my parents were 16 years old. They went on their first date and saw the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark. And my mom wrote at the end of the evening, he was very polite. And that turned into me. But the concept of the movie, for those of you uh, who don't know or don't remember from 42 years ago, is uh, that Indiana Jones has to try and find the Ark of the Covenant and try to save it from the Nazis. The Ark of the Covenant, of course, is the most sacred religious relic of the Israelites. It was a wooden chest covered in pure gold that contained within it the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. And throughout the Old Testament, that Ark was carried by the Israelites in their journeys through the desert out of Egypt. It was captured by the Philistines at one point, but found later on. And eventually King David brought that ark to Jerusalem. Later Solomon would build his grand temple for the ark. After all, the innermost room of the temple, the Holy of Holies, contained the ark. Later on, during the Babylonian exile, the ark was lost, never to be found, hence the movie title. And that ark contained within it the covenant, hence, again, the title, Ark of the Covenant. It contained those tablets which were really the covenants that God made with his people. The Ten Commandments and the ark were the most sacred objects in ancient Israel. It really symbolized God's very presence. His covenant contained within that golden box and that golden chest. And the ark is referenced, even in the New Testament, multiple times as a way of illustrating God's covenant and his relationship and his presence among his people. And the final reference to the ark of the covenant occurs in our first reading today from the book of Revelation. Where we hear St. John, the author of Revelation, saying God's temple in heaven was opened and the Ark of the Covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. It was also our entrance antiphon for today. And John's vision of the Ark is starkly different to that golden chest that golden box that we see in the Old Testament. The ark in Revelation is not a treasure chest, but a person. It is a woman clothed with the sun, a crown of 12 stars, and she was with child. It is a vision of Mary, our mother. And so we say that Mary is the ark of the new covenant. And if you consider the parallels between Mary and the Ark of the Covenant of the Old Testament, it is quite remarkable. The Ark in the Old Testament contained within it God's covenants, and the Ark was a keeper of divine presence. The Israelites believed that God, in a sense, dwelt within that Ark. And in the New Covenant, it is Mary's womb that contains within it the entirety of God's New Covenant. And so Mary is a bearer of true divine presence. When King King David brought that ark into Jerusalem in the second book of Samuel, as they processed into the city, he danced with abandon and joy at the presence of God being brought into the holy city. 
And what did we hear in our gospel when Mary greeted Elizabeth? What happened? The infant John the Baptist leaped for joy in Mary's womb. John the Baptist dancing with abandon at the presence of the ark and the presence of the covenants. Pope Benedict XVI writes, he said, in the Old Testament, the ark was a symbol of God's presence among his people, but that symbol now gives way to the real thing, God actually among us. And he goes on to say, we learn today that the true ark of the covenants is a living, breathing person, the Virgin Mary, and that God doesn't dwell in a piece of furniture. He dwells in a person, in a human heart. All of this suffices to say, brothers and sisters, that the title of Mary and that litany of Mary, Ark of the Covenant, is perhaps one of my favorites. She is the fulfillment of so many promises that we hear about in the Old Testament. She brings to reality and completion that which we could only have previously seen in shadows and pictures. And it is through Mary that we come to know that God is always present to his people in every age. And that God further wants to have a permanent place in our hearts. And we are, we are also given, you could say, a glimpse of this ark in our own day in our own tabernacles. Where for a brief moment, in receiving our Lord in Holy Communion, we become arks of the covenant, so to speak. When we receive the Eucharist, God dwells within us just as he sort of dwelt in Mary in a preeminent way, we, are, we become arcs of the covenants with God dwelling within us in his Eucharistic presence. But we know that even the Eucharist pales in comparison to the real heavenly tabernacle that we hope to receive and hope to behold in eternal life. And even Mary's ark of the covenant gives way to the real thing that St. John so beautifully saw in Revelation, where our God dwells in inaccessible light, a light that radiates our hearts and doesn't burn our faces with cheesy 80s animation like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but a light but a, and a presence that fulfills the desires of every human heart, where we hope to dwell forever. So brothers and sisters, may this Feast of the Assumption increase our desire to be where Mary is, to be in heaven, to be in the presence of the one whose coming was foretold, the one whose presence saves us, to behold our God with Mary, our mother, our queen, and the uncorrupted ark of the new and eternal covenant.